bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I was talking about... The quality of weather, the quality of this this thing that's going on in the Canadian wildfire. Um, before the break, we were talking about the fact that the Canadian wildfire smoke is now coming back to parts of the Midwest. Will it make it to Wisconsin? We don't know. One shift of wind. But I'm not that guy, right? But I know somebody who is. Brendan Johnson from TMJ4 uh, is a meteorologist who who probably knows science probably about 100 times better than me. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing well, Dr. Ken. How are you doing? Well, um, I don't know. If that smoke comes, I'm going to probably roll up out of here because I'm not really feeling it. I'm hearing the things that are going on in New York, and they're saying Mm -hmm. that some of it may make it to the Midwest. As a meteorologist, this is your wheelhouse as it relates Mm -hmm. to wind and rain and snow and weather and just I wanted to ask, for first of all, thanks for coming on. Yeah. What, what, what are the odds of that smoke making it to Milwaukee? You know, actually, I mean, some of it technically is still above Wisconsin and the Midwest right now. It is not, however, nearly as concentrated or at the surface like it is in New York. I mean, you saw those photos, you know, just the other day where, I mean, you couldn't even see the skyline just because of how thick that smoke was. Not necessarily the issue here, but we're still getting a little bit of this smoke way up in the atmosphere. It's thousands of feet over our heads. Mm -hmm. That's why the sun sometimes is hazy here. Uh, But it's still rolling around. And, you know, we're expecting to see just continue to see a little bit of it rolling around the Midwest here in the days ahead. But the good news is, Dr. Ken, that a lot of it should stay aloft. And so that the air quality probably not going to get as bad as New York has been, but it's something we're going to continue to watch. So if it did, 
What mm-hmm. do do you have any suggestions on what people should do if they should happen to have any like upper respiratory issues or COPD yeah. things like that? Yeah, so absolutely. So I mean, we had it uh, the air quality here just recently a few days ago go up to unhealthy for sensitive groups. So it was like the orange level, if you will. Mm-hmm. Once we get to to red, that's unhealthy. That's everybody. Okay, so if we get up to orange, we get that air quality advisory. That means if you've got asthma, you've got emphysema, any sort of respiratory uh, concern, you definitely want to take a break from outside. You want to bring anything inside that you can. Maybe that's rescheduling when you go out and cut the lawn. Maybe that's rescheduling uh, you know, a morning jog or an afternoon run or something like that. Maybe trying the treadmill, things like that. If you are somebody that falls in that group, we get that advisory. It just means you want to take things Inside, We've had a couple of air quality advisories because of this wildfire smoke. Now, if it were to get as bad as, let's say, New York, which it looks unlikely at this point, folks, uh, the good news, I guess the positive in this is we kind of already prepared for stuff flying through the air with COVID, N95 masks are the best. So a lot of folks, especially those with you know, respiratory issues, they've been putting those on when they're out in New York. So that's always just something good to have in the back pocket if you need it. Um, but if we were to get another air quality advisory, mm-hmm. I think the big thing is, number one, take stuff that's outside, inside. And number two, you could always monitor the air quality. We've got airnow.gov. And then the DNR does a pretty good job, too, of keeping an eye on it. And of course, we'll be talking about it on the news as well. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I was just looking at your bio. Anybody that graduated from, from Valpo is okay with me. Yes, Awesome. <laughs> and, and I see you work with a few friends of mine, not to um, not to uh, mm. throw his name around, Chief Meteorologist Tom Skilling at WGN. That's right. The best guy there is. Love being his intern. Very uh, cool. He's the guy I grew up watching. Yep. Me too. Me too. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. Uh, Brennan Johnson from WTMJ and Storm Team 4. Thank you very much. And so it's... It's, it's going to get to a point where we have to recognize that that those masks you have in your house, you might want to hold on to. You might want to actually get an N95 mask. But then at that point, won't you need oxygen? <laughs> like at, at some point, just go inside, close the doors. And see, my question now is for the people that work at Menards and Lowe's and all that. Will my... Air conditioner filter out many of the impurities that are in smoke. Because we can say that it's, that it's, you know, oh, it's small, it's not a lot, it's fine. It's good. But then we don't know whether or not our air conditioner is actually stopping it. Then what? Interesting. So we're going to have to keep a watch. I guess the time to look is when the sun's going down at sunset. Um, when the moon is up, if it looks a little like the other day, it looked had that reddish hue. That's what that was. That was smoke in the atmosphere. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. I might be rolling a window up and running the air conditioner, but then that'll make you pay more for gas and then it'll just trickle. Yeah. Can't win. Can't get away with money. Can't get anything going when we come back uh we're gonna do our top five at five because we didn't do it yesterday i think we're at like the top 15 at 15 because 
you know, we didn't do it for a couple of days and then it just keeps piling up and the five becomes 10, becomes 30, becomes 530. And yeah, so, or maybe we just can't count. No. So, um, eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. We're going to break early when we come back. I can have more time for the top five at five. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Supreme Court. You're going to be shocked. Supreme Court on today ordered Alabama officials to redraw the state's congressional map to allow an additional black majority district to account for the fact that the state is 27 percent black. The decision that affords additional opportunities for minority voters to elect the candidate of their choice comes as a surprise given the conservative majority on the court. Why does it come as a surprise? Well, this is from CNN. You would expect that. Well, Alabama currently has seven congressional districts with six being represented by Republicans. So supporters of voting rights had feared that the court was going to make it harder for minorities to challenge maps under Section 2 of the Historic Voting Rights Act. Chief Justice John Roberts penned the opinion on a 5-4 majority, siding with the court's three liberals, Justice Brett Kavanaugh agreed with the key part of the holding, providing the fifth vote. We are content with to reject Alabama's invitation to change existing laws, Roberts said. The fact that Roberts penned the decision is a surprise. Roberts has given like many things. If if anything, Roberts is, he follows the rule of law. He he understands jurisprudence. He understands that. This is what the law says. This is how it is reflected in the Constitution. This is what it meant. So this is what we're going to do. This is not the first time he's voted where people thought, I can't believe he broke that vote. Isn't he the one that broke Obamacare? Affordable Care Act? Broke the tie? So, I mean, the Chief Justice effectively gutted a section, a separate section of Voting Rights Act that requires states with a history of discrimination to obtain federal approval before changing election laws. You can't have the federal government come in and telling a state, this is what you have to do. The state has rights. The people there have rights. So in recent years, Section 2 has been instrumental in paving the way for minority voters to more fully participate in the process. 
especially as they combat maps that appear to be neutral but actually entrench racial polarization. So if the map was all black, would it entrench racial polar polarization? You can't complain that something's all white and then turn around and make it all black and then say it's okay that it's all black. Everybody else should suck it up. It has to be wrong on both sides, and it sounds like that's what they're saying. Roberts wrote today that Section 2 may impermissibly elevate race in the allocation of political power within the state is, of course, not new. But he said the opinion does not diminish or disregard these concerns. It simply holds that a faithful application of our precedents and a fair reading of the record before us do not bear them out here. Alabama's argument running headlong into our precedent. And so a district is not equally open. In other words, when minority voters face, unlike their majority peers, block voting along along racial lines arising against the backdrop of substantial racial discrimination within the state that renders a minority vote unequal to a vote by a non-minority voter. And so Alabama's Democratic Representative Terry Sewell the state's first black woman elected to Congress said the Supreme Court's decision will lead to more equitable maps in Alabama. What they're basically saying is let the people there do it. But what you can't do is dismiss it and purposefully stop black people from having their own when they're the majority there. Like you can't come in as a white person when it's majority black and you make up only X amount of the population in the district that's significantly lower than half. And then say, well, because I'm here and the rest of the state agrees with me, then we should change this district. Supreme Court said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to go with the people that are there because that's what they want. And if you it's like having an automatic district and then you decide that your automatic district, you live in an automatic district that like I'm black and I live in a predominantly black automatic district and I move to a Hispanic district. And the fact that I'm not a lot, but the black people agree with me in the other district. I think you should change this district and incorporate that district into this one. Cause I'm here. No, not doing that. Move, go to another state, vote and live with the outcome. But what we can't do is decide to change it because you don't like it. And that's what the Republicans in Alabama wanted to do. And they said, no, the Republicans on the Supreme court said, um, no, we're not doing that. Follow the law. I think it's a good move. I think it's a, um, after the 2020 census, Alabama enacted a congressional map that included just one black majority district out of the state's seven districts, despite the fact that voters constitute 27% of the, of the state's population. Well, that means you got to get people in the legislature that are going to vote the way that you want to vote, do the right thing, right? It's just weird that they would even do that, but, I don't know. Or everybody can just move to one district and then take it over. Throw everybody out. I don't know. Who knows? Number four. Well, we talked about it earlier. Our friends, Republican leaders and Democratic Governor Tony Evers announced an agreement in principle to move forward. Sweeping funding bill for municipalities statewide. My unfortunate thing is that allows Milwaukee, Milwaukee County to raise sales tax by allowing the legislatures to have a two thirds vote. I think that should be left to the people. And if you don't get it, then you need to figure out another way. I think it's unfortunate. 
and unconscionable that we're allowing people to tell us what we're going to actually spend. Republican leader said Evers has agreed to increase funding for school choice and independent charter schools, and Republicans agreed to add an additional $1 billion to K-12 funding. The announcement came today after Republicans issued an ultimatum to Evers yesterday, telling him negotiations were over to accept the GOP's best and final offer. The voter referendum provision had been a major sticking point. And so I find it interesting. Um, the agreement allows Milwaukee to raise tax by 2%. We don't have a sales tax. And Milwaukee County by 0.4%. If approved by two-thirds majority of the Common Council and County Board. And we all know that's going to happen. And, of course, we got statements from Johnson and Crowley. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Don't misappropriate the money. And all the way, and, and you also jacked the uh, Fire and Police Commission by basically saying they can't negotiate policy. Now, that's the... F- that's the police unions going to Voss and other Republicans and saying, hey, can you throw this in there? And now they, the Fire and Police Commission has no power over policy and procedures of the Milwaukee Police Departments or any of them in the state. Or was it just Milwaukee? I don't know. Either way, I don't understand why we have a Fire and Police Commission. That's, I don't know, kind of weird. Number three. There's a man shot this story just in, and it happened about 2.30. A 47-year-old man was shot and killed near old 94th and Silver Spring today, um, according to a statement from the Milwaukee Police Department. happened around 2.30. 9,400 block of West Silver Spring, 47-year-old Germantown man sustained fatal gunshot injuries. Uh, the circumstances leading up to the shooting are under investigation. They're looking for unknown Suspect. So if you've heard about anything, make sure you contact the Milwaukee Police Department. Number two. Uh, I'm torn about, about which story I want to make number one, so I think I'm going to make this number two. Republican lawmakers released a sweeping legislation aimed at boosting reading skills in schools across the state that would require instructors to teach phonics to become licensed to teach English language arts and finance the hiring of dozens of literary coaches. It also requires third graders to be held back if they do not meet certain reading benchmarks, a provision that led state education officials to oppose the bill and puts in question the support of Democratic Governor Tony Evers, a former state superintendent and public school educator. Legislation announced during a press conference today would pivot Wisconsin's elementary schools toward phonics-oriented reading Uh, science of reading uh, curriculum lawmakers are proposing to add 50 million dollars to the state budget for the 2023 to 2025 uh, for the implementation of the bill which includes support for hiring teachers reading coaches for schools and new curriculum materials the fact that they have to add people to teach people how to read instead of simply having teachers extend beyond third grade reading. Let's just keep teaching them how to read until fifth grade. Imagine that. But yeah, having teachers change something, that's a, that's pretty difficult. Number one. I don't know what to say about it. All I'm going to say is preface it with this. 
Nah, I'm not. <sighs> it bothers me. An Asian-American student with a 1590 on the SAT score, which I think 1600 is the highest, is rejected by six elite colleges. He blames affirmative action. For now, Students for Fair Admissions has but one goal in mind, to bring race-based college admissions to an end. Affirmative action practice that has allegedly sidelined high-achieving Asian Americans now sits before the U.S. Supreme Court awaiting a decision that, depending on the outcome, could alter the review process for college applications for the foreseeable future. Its fate could not only weigh heavily on academic futures of people like 18-year-old John Wang, a Florida native, scored a 1590 out of 1600 on the SAT with a perfect score in the math section, combined with a 4.65 high school GPA, would mostly um, make him a shoe-in for any elite university. But somehow, wasn't high enough. Top-tier schools, MIT, Caltech, Princeton, Harvard, Carnegie Mellon, UC Berkeley, they all rejected him. But the rejection letter didn't come without a warning. Friends, guidance counselors, all in the process kind of gave a bizarre warning. They told me that it's the toughest, that it's tougher to get in, especially as an Asian American. I just took it as gospel. Wang, the child of two first generation Chinese immigrants, is one of the people behind the plaintiff group taking on Harvard University and North Car- and University of North Carolina, two institutions whose race-based admissions practices have emerged at the epicenter of affirmative action practices for public and private institutions. So we'll see. But um, doesn't it take more than grades and GPA to get into an Ivy League school? I mean, they want your transcripts. They want your community service. They want you to write a letter. They have all sorts of things you have to do other than your grades. You're saying that your grades and your scores should be the most important thing, which we already know these exams and these tests are not really good precursors for where you end up in the end. My ACT score was significantly low. I didn't take the ACT. I didn't learn until years later I had test anxiety and that when they actually changed the test or did certain things, they tested me with the same grades, not the same grades, the same tests, same information written differently. And they simply changed the color of the paper and it altered my grade. Like they, they were able to tell me, yeah, you have this. These are the things you need to do in order to win. And I did those things and I won. Like I actually like, like math. Before, I was bad at math till I learned, oh, and I made a few adjustments, and now I could take math and, and physics and statistics, research methods. Love it. But I had to learn the way around it. So maybe, you know, being a 4.0 or 4.65 student out of five and having a 1590 on a 1600 point test or getting a 36 out of 36 on the ACT when you, and I'm just being facetious when I say this, when you, you know, talk, act, and walk like a lump of coal, well, guess what? 
They're not letting you in. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know the new 1017 The Truth is excited. We're back and we're celebrating the 52nd annual Juneteenth celebration in Milwaukee. Make sure you join us Monday, June 19th, as we broadcast live from Juneteenth celebration from 11 to 3. I think I'm there from about, I don't know, 12.30 till about 2, 2.30, something like that. I don't know. Uh, stop by our table, play some games, win some truth swag. Say what's up to me and everybody else on the truth team. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Juneteenth is presented by our founding partners, American Family Insurance Group of Offices and Associated Bank, member FDIC, and is sponsored by Educators Credit Union, Tayback Law, and Molson Court. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm there from 1230 to 2. Bet. Thank you. And so, just come hang out. Me me and DT will be hanging out. Tori, Sherwin, Mel, Kyle. Everybody going to be up in there. DJ Brother Z, Ben, Carrie Noni, uh, Rhea. Who else? Everybody. Danielle going to be there. Everybody going to be up in there. So, we're going to hang out and do things, and we're going to have some fun and celebrate um, the final Notification of the Emancipation Proclamation. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, always at work says, I haven't gotten anything from any politicians, Republican or Democrat, and you couldn't possibly believe Republicans would have any business that moves here, pay their fair share. That goes against what Republicans are willing to do for businesses. Well, if you understand how that works, drop the word fair share. Because that doesn't make any sense. Fair share is what we use to jazz up people and get people upset and mad about really what we think is fair because they get to say what's fair. The bottom line is that businesses pay tax through employees. So they pay payroll tax. Every time they pay somebody, they pay tax. So this thing in people's minds that they made millions of dollars well, they did, but they got to pay for every single person they hire. And when you have to do that, that costs money. And so the break they get is we tax income. We don't tax business per se, right? And so that's how money is passed through to individuals. Depending on how you get the money is how much tax you pay. 
you pay between 15 and 20% when it's passive income. So if you invest in something and then you get money back, you should be paying 15% on it. Right? That's just how it is. It's passive income, 15 to 20%. So, so there, there are a couple things that, that you have to look at. It's not just cut and dry, black and white, Republican, Democrat. That's what they would have you believe. But you have to remember when everybody gets in office, somehow Milwaukee lost every single time with Republicans and Democrats in. So you got to ask yourself when you have liberal city council running as nonpartisan but are squarely in the Democratic Party, when they run and you still don't win and then they don't trust you to vote, they're telling you that we've basically taken over the city. We're going to do what we want. And they're going to fix the city on your back. And at least, you know. LT said, do you remember getting ash on your car from Mount St. Helens? Yep. Mount St. Helens blew in Washington and it blew smoke all over the country. It was ridiculous. It it floated for, for, for weeks. And then he said, I, I think it just got a little cloudy, not quite ash. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna show up big when you get to the sunset. And it's not a lot. You know, like Brendan Johnson from the Storm Center Four said that you know it's high up in the atmosphere, but it's there. And you need to be aware of that. Um, Aramore said, I listened to a clip of from Voss on CBS 58 where he pretty much said the rest of the state shouldn't have to deal with Milwaukee's problems. But why do we? Ha. So I take it you don't live in, Wisconsin, in, in Milwaukee. Number two, um, where Milwaukee goes, the rest of the state goes. We're, we're the hub. We have access to the water. Uh, we have um, business, commerce. So you can say that if you want to, but yeah. Uh, the other thing, Mr. Voss, whom, whom I've met, is um, are you only saying that because Milwaukee is a liberal city? I've never heard you say that about Waukesha. I've never heard you say that about anything in the wild counties. I mean, just be consistent. Just be consistent. But it's politics. And everybody says what they want the folks on their side to hear. And it's okay. You just you just have to acknowledge the fact that we recognize that it's political and that much of it has nothing to do with us because like everywhere in Wisconsin, once people get a job in politics, it's a job for life. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I say every time Sherwin Hughes looks in the mirror, he sings that same song and says, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm so into you. <laughs> DJ Brothers is shaking his head like, you know you just poked a bear, right? Yep. Yep. Holler, scream, pop, smoke, I'm out. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number as we get to the end of the day. Um, this ad just came across one of the news uh, things, and it says a twenty twenty three ninety. I'm sorry, to habit. I can't speak today. Um, that's what I get for eating. Where'd I put them? Anyway, I'm not gonna say what I was eating. Uh, twenty twenty three Toyota Corolla, forty eight months. APR is 3.99%. And so basically you got to pay $22.57 per $1,000 borrowed. So why don't you just tell me how much the car is? So now we now we think people are into interest rates. So we just show you hey, it's only 4%. You do know it used to be only 1%, 2%. My daughter bought a house at like two and a half percent. There is absolutely no way I would ever sell that house until the interest rates went back down. Because if I got to buy something, it's going to be more expensive. Hmm. I don't get it. You know, Harley Fest is coming next month. So it's going to be, uh, <clears throat> as they like to say, you know, old school baby boomers like to say, is on and cracking. So... We're going we to see how that go. Uh, want to remind you that we are here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. We stream live from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on YouTube and Twitter and some other stuff. So, you know, make sure you check it out. Just hit the handle at 101.7 The Truth, and we'll pop up, and then you can check us out. I saw an interesting, for, for those of you that don't know, I sit on the Safety and Civic Commission for the city of Milwaukee. So technically, I'm a sworn commissioner. And um, I saw this story come out and I was kind of taken aback, but then I kind of already knew what was up with it. It said seatbelts are a life or death decision in Milwaukee. Three out of four Milwaukee crash victims were not wearing seatbelts. New data shows why seatbelts often decide life or death. And this is a story from um, June 6th, and it says that for more than 300 years, humans have known an objection, an object in motion will stay in motion thanks to English mathematician and physicist Sir Isaac Newton. It's a physics basic that is seen in motion daily on the streets of Milwaukee every time a car crashes. Milwaukee Police Officer Bill Haney um, said if you're in a car going 40 miles an hour and you hit the side of a car is going that way, you're, but you're going this way at 40 miles an hour, then you're hitting the windshield, the dashboard, the roof, things that of that nature and getting in a spin cycle in that car as it goes down the road. And in this heavyweight battle between man and machine, who takes the most lumps? Man takes the most lumps. Humans are made out of flesh and bone. It's not a very resilient material when talking about vehicles made out of steel, roadways made out of concrete. We're going to lose in that situation. Um, 
Bill Haney has served as a lead investigator of roughly 260 of the city's roughly 680 deadly crashes since 9-11. I've actually worked with him. Um, I was a traffic accident investigator, and he's, he's come behind me and helped me on many, a, many an accident. And he says, however, man is, is, is one very important tool against the battle. The other one, what do you think it is? Seatbelts. Every single time, you could tell. Think about this. You ever play ping pong? Forget that. You ever, you ever play, um, what's the one, pinball, right? Pinball machine, right? And you, and you take the, the, and you either pull it back and shoot it or you hit it really hard and the ball goes up and comes out and then it starts bouncing around. Think about what happens when you're not in a seatbelt in a car that crashes and then starts rolling. You're like a ping pong a ping pong ball. You're like a pinball inside of a car and you don't have a seatbelt on. So your head, your neck, your fingers, your extremities, everything is just rumping and rolling around. And many times people die from a broken neck. Here's what people miss. It doesn't matter. And this is one I had years ago. It disturbs me to this day. Couples driving in a car. Husband has seatbelt on, kid in the middle has seatbelt on, parent, spouse, or whoever was in the car, passenger, did not. They get into a car crash, right? Because the person in the car did not have a seatbelt on, they started rolling around the inside of the car, ends up crushing the kid and killing the kid because they didn't have a seatbelt on. You're not just protecting yourself. You're protecting every other person in the car by you simply not moving. So police officer William Haney has it right. In Wisconsin, you have to remember, and I'm glad that they did it, but I don't think it's enough. Seatbelts should be like OWI. You don't wear your seatbelt, you should be getting a $500 ticket. 20, 30 mile an hour crash, people in the car can die. Maybe I'm being a little overly um, mean, right? From 2017 to 2023, the I-Team found 58.5% of all serious injury victims were not wearing a seatbelt or the use was unknown. Looking at deadly crashes, 77.1% were not wearing seatbelts. It's kind of simple. It doesn't even reflect people who were pedestrians and, and bicyclists and other non-vehicle occupants. Wear your seatbelt. Period. End of story. An angle crash, it's going to go bad. Wear your seatbelt. On an angle, the hardest parts of your body bang into that middle console, steering wheel, door, window. Wear your seatbelt. It's kind of simple. It's kind of plain. All right? I don't get it. I don't get it. I've told the story before. When I was in my 40s, the doctor told me, if you wear your seatbelt every day, barring anything catastrophic happening to you physically, with health, you'll live till at least 80. Put a seatbelt on. Put one on your kids. Put one on everybody in the car. And if you gotta, 
You need something for your pet, too. With these dogs ripping and running around the car, it looks kind of weird. And it always doesn't matter till it happens to you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is up next. I'll be back in about 22 hours, God willing. It'll be Friday. It's pop-off Friday, and I'm ready to start already. And it's Thursday night. Thank you, DJ Brother Z. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. God bless. I'm out.